Welcome back to Roughing the Basket. Roughing the Basket, let's ride. Uh, I am your host, Noah Burnt, accompanied, as always, by Brandon Carr. And today, we're going to be reviewing the NFL season. A lot of stuff have gone down. Uh, some good takes, some bad takes, some in-between stuff. So, you know, playoffs are coming up. Got to talk about the playoffs, so we're going to get all into it. We're going to start out with some of the things that we claim to be right and some of the ones that we claim to be wrong with. Um, and we're going to go from there. So, Brandon Carr, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Um, not ready to explore some of uh, my bad takes before the season, but you know, I think we should definitely shed light on that. And obviously, I'm, but I'm super excited for the NFL playoffs. So we'll kind of get into all of the wild card matchups, and then we'll give our Super Bowl picks. I'm sure Noah, you know, I think his he's staying with his pick, but my pick kind of derailed. So you guys are hearing my new Super Bowl prediction, but I'm ready to get right into it. All right, sweet man. So. I started out with the rough in the basket. Let's ride because uh, this, you know, famous man plays for the Broncos, making yeah. like three hundred million dollars <laughs> over the next seven years. There, mm-hmm. named uh, Russell Wilson. He didn't really play that well this year, unfortunately. Um, no. You know, I had the Broncos actually doing better than the Chiefs, finishing with the same record at the start of the season. Uh, however, I had the Chiefs coming in third, making the playoffs still, but. I had the Broncos coming in second in that division and the Chargers winning it. So, yeah, um, I was wrong to say the least. Uh, The Broncos were trash. Uh, And and I will say this as a little bit of hope. I don't think Russell Wilson's career is over. I do think next season with the right personnel around him, I think he will bounce back for at least one season. I don't know. Maybe I'm doubling down on that. And, And I should have learned my lesson this year that Russell Wilson is just he was a system quarterback with Seattle. I'm not sure, but I'm going to double down on this and say next year they will be better. But I don't know. It's still early. A lot of offseason to go. Obviously, still got the playoffs, so we'll see what happens. But that was my first bad take. So we're human. We're going to admit our mistakes here. Uh, so, Brandon Carr, the floor is yours. Yeah, and to hit on the Broncos, I had them going 8-9 and nine and being last in the AFC West. So that was something that I was right on that I felt like that they were going to be the worst out of that bunch. Um, the AFC West, there was a lot of hopes. You know, those people were saying that this was going to be the most competitive division in the NFL. All four of these teams could make the playoffs, but unfortunately that did not come to fruition. You know, the Raiders missed the playoffs and the Broncos did. And, you know, we talked about Denver. I think why I had them at go, going eight and nine, you know, I just, there was something with Russell Wilson that, I saw last season that I wasn't too confident that he was going to be able to bounce back. And I didn't expect him to completely fall off the face of the earth like this. I think that next season, depending on who is going to be the head coach of this team, if it ends up being Sean Payton, uh, maybe if it's Jim Harbaugh, whoever, I think there could be some improvement from Russell Wilson, obviously. And, you know, Nathaniel Hackett was a complete total dumpster fire. Um, That guy was, never equipped to be a head coach. And he was someone who I kind of, you know, I kind of liked a little bit, you know, coming into the off season. I thought he could be a pretty good head coaching candidate due to the fact Aaron Rodgers said some great things about him and hearing what some of the players, former players he coached said about him. But, you know, I just don't think he was serious enough. And I think somebody like that, you know, isn't going to always work out in the NFL. And I think he really took a turn for the worse. Um, But yeah, so Denver, I'll take my victory lap somewhat for them. I did have them going eight and nine. They finished with like four or five wins on the season. So like not like much of not that much of um a difference, but yeah. Um I would say though my worst, this was by far my worst take. It has to be the Colts. Colts I was super high on headed into the this season. I thought Matt Ryan, look, I I thought Matt Ryan wasn't totally washed because I did see some pretty good things from him when he was last with the Falcons, but he, I think at this point is washed. Um, and yeah. And the Colts just were a complete total dumpster fire. Um, they were one of the worst teams in the league. Jonathan Taylor missed some time. Their offensive line didn't perform up to par. Uh, their defense didn't perform up to par at times you know, fired Frank Reich, and then you bring in Jeff Saturday to be the interim head coach, was which was a horrible decision. Jeff Saturday is a total fraud. Um, and, it, you know, I see rumors now that he potentially could still be the Colts head coach next season because of how much Jim Ursay likes him. 
it's crazy. So this team really disappointed. Um, I thought that, you know, from the previous season, Carson Wentz, like he was fine, but you know, Carson Wentz lost them games and he was basically the reason why they missed the playoffs. They lost that last game to the Jacksonville Jaguars and they missed. And I thought Matt Ryan wasn't going to be the guy that makes those types of mistakes. And he would be a serviceable quarterback and, you know, Philip Rivers, he took them to the playoffs before too, you know, towards the tail end of his career. I thought Matt Ryan could do the same thing. And I knew the AFC South was a relatively weak division. So I thought the Colts could capitalize on that, but they ended up being the third worst team in this division. And they were just a, a total dumpster fire. And I think their off season is going to be very huge. They got to go find a new quarterback. Hopefully they draft one. Uh, I think they have the fifth pick in the draft right now. So got to capitalize, take a franchise quarterback, whether it's, you know, you trade up with the bears to get CJ Stroud or Bryce Young, or you settle on a guy like Anthony Richardson or Will Levis or whomever it may be. But yeah, it's, that was a horrible, (laughs) horrible take by me. I really thought the Colts were going to be a pretty good team in the AFC, but I was completely and utterly wrong. This team was horrible. I mean, they were dead last in the NFL and offensive DVOA. So they were, one of the worst offenses in the league and their defense, you know, didn't perform up to par either. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't have much, much more to say about them other than they were just a completely, a complete disappointment this year. See, the one thing about the Colts that I feel like in looking back in hindsight that we should probably say is that Frank Reich was really not that bad of a head coach. The fact that no, he was five and one with his team and then it, with Matt Ryan throwing like three interceptions a game, two, uh, exaggeration, but you get my point. Yeah, right. And, and afterwards, the team just goes one in seven with Jeff Saturday, wins that one lucky game. And then after that, it just was downhill from there. Um, biggest, uh, biggest comeback in NFL history against yep. his team that he was coaching. So definitely should not be back if he is. That says a lot about that organization. And they're headed down a uh, dangerous slope where they could end up like the Washington Commanders uh, in terms of how uh, how they they run their franchise because I mean that is not very smart to keep a guy there that just because you like him when clearly he is not fit to do the job and has no previous head coaching experience that's garbage. No, uh, I basically say, pulled this man out of working at ESPN. Like guy had no had no coaching experience in the NFL. Like how did you think that was going to work out? I kind of wanted to it to work out just because it would have been a cool story, but same time this isn't like you know, Skyrim or something. You're not playing a storyline. Not not everything's a storyline, TJ. No, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's, oh yeah, I, I got to cut. No, I'm keeping that in. Screw it. Keep but, it, in, uh, keep it I will say that one thing that I am happy about that I got wrong this season is the fact that, and we both got this wrong, even though you had them at two more wins than I did, is the Seattle Seahawks, how well they were able to perform this year and getting into the playoffs at nine and eight. And even when they went on a little bit of a losing streak in the season, I think they lost like four out of five games at one point. They kind of floundered a little bit. They were able to get back on the, and right the ship and win the last two games of the season when they needed to and get to nine and eight and uh, make the playoffs with a, a, a lot of help from, you know, my football team that also was nine and eight, but didn't make the playoffs. It's all, it's all good though. But uh, I'm happy for Geno Smith. I really am. I think it's been a great story. And I think if he stays on the Seahawks, he could. I mean, I'm not expecting him to throw 30 touchdowns again next year and 10 interceptions. But I will say I think he could be a serviceable quarterback for them and maybe be a gap for another two years. I I do have questions, though, again, after seeing – like I think we need to give like a lot of props also Pete Carroll because last year when – Russell Wilson went down and they were not playing that well. I remember there was a huge outpour on Twitter, a bunch of fans saying, oh, he needs to go. He's he's the the reason that they're struggling. He's, you know, he's old school. We needed somebody new in there, all that stuff. And then sure enough, they traded. Uh, well, they got us the, the, I think it's third, fourth, fifth overall pick back basically for Russell Wilson, a bunch of other assets. And they, they basically used a career backup as their quarterback this season and had 30 touchdowns and 10 interceptions from it. That's unheard of. Incredible. So I think Geno Smith may be a system quarterback, but he's been extremely good in that, that system. And I don't think Drew Locke would have had that same success that Geno Smith had, obviously. So I think Pete Carroll does deserve a huge amount of credit for what he's been able to do. But um, that's one thing I'm, I'm happy about that I got wrong. 
Yeah, man, the Seahawks, what a what a surprise because you know, I think everybody and their mother thought that this team was holding back Russell Wilson and I think everybody was like, well, now they don't have Russell Wilson. Like Russell Wilson, well, the Seahawks need Russell Wilson more than Russell Wilson needs the Seahawks basically. That's what every I mean, including myself, I think everybody kind of thought that and you know, Russell Wilson obviously we just talked about him with Denver and then Geno Smith who's a guy who his career backup quarterback, like kind of like a laughing stock in a way. Um, I think he was a former, he might've been a first round pick. If not, he was like an early second, but you know, he had high aspirations obviously when he was coming into the league with the Jets and it never really worked out. And to see him now make a pro bowl and to get the Seahawks into the playoffs, it's crazy. And I got to give credit to him, give credit to Pete Carroll. Their offense, I think really performed well this season. They were a team that, You know, I think, you know, Geno Smith obviously outperformed expectations, but also like DK Metcalf and Tower Lockett, I think both had a thousand yards this season. Seahawks were 14th in the NFL in offensive DVOA, and they were, you know, 21st in in defensive DVOA, which, you know, their defense historically in the past like couple seasons has been really bad. But I thought their defense this year, there was a couple of guys who really showed a lot of promise and you know, Tariq Woolen, a rookie, uh, fifth round cornerback, ended up being really good this year. And, you know, there's Uchenna Nuoso and, you know, Jordan Brooks. And I think some guys who have just, you know, really stepped up for them. And uh, just got to give a lot of credit to, you know, how their development, Pete Carroll. And yeah, the Seahawks, I mean, they're unfortunately, they got to go up against the 49ers in the playoffs, which isn't great. But this team definitely outperformed expectations. I think me and you both said that this was, the worst quarterback situation in the league before heading into the season. And I think a lot of people would have agreed with that. You had Drew Locke and Geno Smith, two guys who are pretty much backup quarterbacks, guys who never really panned out in the NFL. But here we are, and they're in the playoffs right now, which is crazy. I mean, they've had a little bit of a drop-off the last, you know, some odd weeks. But, you know, Geno Smith played, has played really well. I think he's going to be a free agent at the end of this season. So I'm sure that he's – Maybe Seattle decides to re-sign him. I, I don't know what he's going to command in the open market, but I should say he should go get paid and maybe a team throws a bag at him. But yeah, I just got to, you know, tip my cap to the Seahawks. I think they really outperformed expectations this season. It's cool to just see them back in the playoffs where I think a lot of people thought that they were going to be one of the worst teams in the league without Russell Wilson. Yeah, I definitely second that. Now I want to hear another admission of uh, a bad prediction from you because you know I'm I'm throwing myself out there right now. Sure. Um, I think another really bad prediction that I had um, the Packers. I had the Packers going twelve and five. I had the Packers making it to the Super Bowl this year. So I was pretty darn high on the Green Bay Packers, and they were very close to making to the making it to the playoffs. Unfortunately, they did not do that. They were bounced out by your Detroit Lions. By the way, congratulations on a winning season. That's definitely very exciting. Great future ahead for the Lions. But, yeah, the Packers, man, what a what a turn for them. Uh, this was a team that last, I mean, they've been a, they're a constant playoff team with Aaron Rodgers. They were very close this year but could not get the job done. And it's it's crazy to just think about kind of how they really dropped off. And I thought that this team – you know, I thought Aaron Rodgers wasn't going to comp- like fall off that much without Devontae Adams. Rodgers and the turnover department this year had a lot of interceptions, which is very uncharacteristic of him. And then, you know, you just think about, like, their defense, I don't think it performed up to par as I thought they were going to perform to. Like, I thought this defense for the Packers was going to be a top-five defense, and they did not perform like a top-five defense. Um which is, you know, unfortunate. I thought with Aaron Rodgers being quarterback and then having a really good defense, which Aaron Rodgers really has not had a lot of great defenses throughout his career being the quarterback of the Packers. I thought some guys like Alan Lazard could step up and have a pretty good season. Um, you know, Romeo Dobbs was getting a lot of hype in training camp. Christian Watson was, he was really good this season too. He flashed a lot, but I thought like those guys could step up, but they were never really able to fully step up in the absence of Devontae Adams, who had a fantastic season with the Raiders. 
Yeah, the Packers were, you know, they finished the season, I believe, eight and nine. I had them going 12 and five, winning the division over the Vikings. And that was definitely one of my worst takes. And now they have an offseason where we don't know Aaron Rodgers' future. We don't know if he's going to come back. We don't know if he's going to be the quarterback next year for the Packers. And, you know, they have to figure that situation out to keep him there if they want him to. Or, you know, you have Jordan Love waiting in the wings. Is he going to be that guy? You don't know. So a big offseason for the Packers. And I really thought with Rodgers, the running game with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, maybe somebody stepping up in the wide receiver room and their defense being really good, those things didn't come to fruition. And unfortunately, they did not make the playoffs this year. And they fell well below the expectations that I definitely had set upon them. I do just want to say, though, like Devontae Adams really is a difference maker where he goes, even though the Raiders obviously sucked this season, uh, you know, as indicated by the record, he still finished first in receiving touchdowns, had 100 receptions and uh, 1,500 yards. So there you go, right? That Devontae Adams is a difference maker. It doesn't matter who's throwing him the ball. But I will say, definitely, that's another thing I'm happy about. Obviously, Lions uh, eliminating the Packers. That's oh, That feels good, man. Beating them twice this year after they've kicked our asses like years and years and years. I will say, Kirby Joseph has intercepted Aaron Rodgers this year three times. This guy was drafted in like the seventh round, I'm pretty sure, by the Lions. So, incredible story right there. So, one thing I want to give myself some credit about here, because I've been kind of just bashing my, myself this whole episode, because I'm, I'm used to doing this as a Lions fan. You know, we, we hate ourselves. But I will say the AFC North, I had pretty much almost 100% correct, all right? So, I had the Bengals at 11-6 and six winning the division. They finished 12-5, and 12 and five, I believe, or 12-4. and 12-4, yes. 12, yeah, 12-4. 12 yeah. Ravens finished 10-7. and seven. I had them at that. Steelers, I had nine and eight because Mike Tomlin refuses to go down and be under 500. And the Browns, I had at seven and 10. So I will give myself some props there. And I will also give Mike Tomlin a lot of props because um, Kenny Pickett does not. I will. All right. Kenny Pickett looks like he's developing. But to start off his NFL career, he had two touchdowns and eight interceptions. It was not a good sighting there. Um, Steelers start out like four and what? what they're like four and eight this year, right? They, three and eight. They were. Like they were two, I think two and six. They were, they like, were terrible. Yeah, yeah they, they were, were terrible good. to say the least. And Mike Tomlin figured out a way to ride the, ride the ship. If you want to tank, do not hire Mike Tomlin as your head coach because he will, he, he'll find a way to get to nine and eight somehow. Know, man. So that's one thing I got to give myself some props for. And uh, we'll see what happens come playoff time. It's going to be interesting with the Bengals and Ravens. We'll get into that in a second. But Brandon Carr, what is your uh, prediction you got right this year? You don't you don't want to give a victory lap on the Lions? You said they win eight games, they won nine games. Dude, I, you know something? <laughs> I had all these stats written out too, man. Like Aiden Hutchinson tied the record for uh, most interceptions by a DT of all time. That isn't a rookie stat. That's all time yep. uh, in a single season. Jamal Williams had 17 touchdowns, breaking the t- uh, touchdown record held by Barry Sanders for 30 years. Jared Goff has no interceptions in his last 324 attempts, 15 touchdowns, zero interceptions in his last nine games, and uh, most sacks by a draft group in NFL history. So there you go. I, I was ready for that. But, uh, you know, <laughs> get things out here sometimes. He, We're not he brought out all, all the He brought out all the stats for the Lions. I love it. But, oh, that's so funny. Um, I think my – I would say my best prediction – I think, honestly, it was the Chiefs winning the AFC West. I think you had Kansas City, like you said, at the third in the in the division. Look, I thought Kansas City was – wasn't Tyreek Hill, obviously, he's a huge loss. But I was very confident that the Chiefs were still going to be a really good team. And they ended up finishing number one in the AFC. They're not going anywhere. You have the best quarterback in the NFL who's probably going to win the MVP. He broke Drew Brees's total yards record for a quarterback in a single season so he did this without Tyree Kill Travis Kelsey's obviously a stud we know how good Travis Kelsey is and he had a monster season once again which that guy doesn't seem like he's falling off a cliff anytime soon even when he's I think he's 32 33 right now absolutely insane but yeah, I just never doubted the Chiefs, and there were people. I I don't think you were the only person, but I saw some people saying the Chiefs were going to be lost in the AFC West and they're going to miss the playoffs. Like I saw those six floated around, and I'm like, dude, you have the best quarterback in the league. By I think I think he's in his own tier right now, Mahomes. Like he's 
I don't think anybody right now is better than him. Uh, he's the best quarterback in the league. Proved it again this year without Tyree Kill. Throwing it to Juju and Marcus Valdez-Scantlin and Nicole Hartman at points and Kadarius Toney. Like, he just he just finds a way to do it. And the Chiefs, I knew, with the combination of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, you cannot count them out. And even in a division where, you know, heading into the – I think – Pendant to the season, we thought this division was going to be really good. And like I, you know, I said earlier in the show, obviously it did not pan out to be like that, but Kansas City stayed, you know, stayed true to themselves. They had you know, Patrick Mahomes was doing this too with two really bad tackles, like Andrew Wiley and Orlando Brown. I'm sorry, I know Orlando Brown made a Pro Bowl this year, but, but he's like third in the NFL in the, in the amount of pressure he's given up this year. So he's not a very good pass blocker. And Andrew Wiley is like tied with him. So he had two bad tackles. I know the interior of his offensive line is really good, but I mean, Mahomes was, you know, it's just crazy that he was able to have 40 plus touchdowns and break Drew Brees' record without Tyree Kill and, you know, doing it with basically Travis Kelsey and, you know, some wide receiver twos and threes on his team. So, yeah, I just got to get credit to him. And obviously the Chiefs defense played good, relatively good too this season. Chris Jones had a monster season as always. And, yeah, they're the Chiefs, I feel like, are going to be a team that they can win it this year. They can definitely cement themselves as a potential dynasty. Um, they would have won two Super Bowls. And, you know, they made it to the conference championship game a bunch of times. So they could really etch themselves in Mahomes. He's not going anywhere. He's going to be the best quarterback in the league, I think, for a while. Yeah, you know when when you get to the the AFC Championship game like such an amount of times, such a crazy amount of times where like I don't even know I don't know if it's been three, four, or five. I really I'm not even sure honestly. I'm pretty sure it's three or it's four at this point. They, I think they've made the AFC Championship in every single season of Patrick Mahomes' like career, obviously yeah. outside of his rookie season where he didn't really play because he made it in this in the seat his first year when he won the MVP award with 50 touchdowns. I remember because it was against the Patriots. We beat them. And then it was uh, after that, I think was the Titans one where like they beat the Texans in the division round, made it against the Titans. And then I think it was, uh, that was the year they won the Super Bowl. And then I think it was last year with Burrow. Unless I'm missing a year in between of those, but I think Mahomes has made the AFC championship game in every single season of his playing career so far. You're right, yeah, because there was, there was the year where he made it to the Super Bowl and then he lost against the Bucks, lost against Tom Brady again, um, different uniform this time for Brady. And then, yeah, last year too he made it and, you know, Bengals just figured it out. But, dude, that's yep. crazy, man. Wow. that's, that's Isn't that crazy to think about that Mahomes has done that? I mean, obviously, it's not just Mahomes, it's the Chiefs, but, like, crazy. So, they win another Super Bowl this year, then, you know, Mahomes can win an MVP this year. I think he's going to win the MVP. Then he wins another Super Bowl. He's, I think he's, like, 26. It's two Super Bowls, two MVP awards. I mean, he's got probably another, like, 10 years of, of, I think, great quarterback play, maybe more. So, yeah, sky's the limit for him, for sure. So we've reflected on the season enough. Now we are going to move on into the playoffs. And I guess we are going to start with the Bengals and the Ravens, which I'm just going to say flat out, like we don't even know who the Ravens are starting at quarterback. And because I'm saying that, I feel like some crazy stuff is going to happen and the Bengals are just going to get eliminated. Because it's always, I'm telling you, man, it's always like whenever there's the, you know how they do on like NFL football morning, whatever, and they always have like those four to five commentators who are giving their takes. And then it'll be like one team, all of them pick one team and then the other yep. team wins. I Dude, I don't know what it is. Like the Bengals are just on such a hot streak here and it makes no sense to say that they're going to lose. So they're not going to lose. They're not. Oh, gonna I was going to say, dude, wait, they're, they're going to win. They're going to win. No, Anthony Brown, he's a scrub. He's not going to win the game. Um, Tyler Huntley isn't that good. So yeah, we're we're going to say the the Bengals. We're going to keep them in here. It was a close call, but I'm going Bengals. If I'm a betting person too, I also like the Bengals to cover their six and a half point spread. Like I think that the Bengals could legitimately win this game by double digit points, like pretty easily. Like I know it's a divisional opponent. You've you've played them twice in this in this season, but dude, when you do not have Lamar Jackson, and I think if Lamar plays, this game is a lot closer. I would still pick Cincinnati to win, but you know, not having Lamar Jackson and having to play Tyler Huntley or Anthony Brown, like 
that's just a that's rough. Um, and you know, you're versing a team in Cincinnati who, like you said, are on such a hot streak. You have Joe Burrow who is playing, I think, better football than he was last season. You know, you have Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. That goes without question. The only thing I would worry a little bit about the Bengals is the offensive line. Alex Kappa, he he went down with an injury last season. I mean, this past game, so that could be a storyline, but I don't see the Ravens winning this game. If there was a path for them to win the game, they would have to have Burrow on an off game. Then maybe like the run game, like with J.K. Dobbins and stuff, can have a huge game, and maybe Mark Andrews can just be that much of a difference maker. But I just don't, I don't see the Bengals losing this game, to be honest with you. And I think we're going to end up getting a Bengals and Bills rematch probably in the divisional round. Yeah, January, Joey, he doesn't like losing games in January. He loves January, man. January is for two things for the Bengals. Having their quarterback get sacked a lot, but still finding ways to win. So that may be the case again this playoff, but I just I can't see him going down that, that first week, man. I just can't no, see it. I can't either. Um but another game that we can get into, honestly, I mean, I just talked about the Bills and the Dolphins. I think that's going to be another similar situation where I feel like the Bills are probably going to end up handling the Dolphins because, look, again, it's another similar situation. Skylar Thompson's going to be starting that quarterback for the Dolphins. Skylar Thompson's not that good. I'm sorry, Matt Cunha. I'm, I don't know if he's going to listen to this, but like, I think there's zero chance the Dolphins win. Maybe if like Tyree Kill and Jalen Water were that much of a difference, and but you know the Bills are. I mean, I think it goes without question that they're playing with more motivation. Obviously, with the events that transpired, and this should be, I think, a game they handle them. Uh, minus eleven spread. I could even I could see Buffalo probably covering that. I know it's a pretty big spread, but obviously, like the Ravens and Bengals spread more. But I would. I would definitely say Buffalo wins this game. Uh, you know, maybe Skylar Thompson can make it somewhat of a game, but I I just don't see it. I think Buffalo is going to take them down. Again, I know it's a divisional opponent. You've played them twice already, but if two is not playing, then I don't see how Skylar Thompson can match the explosiveness of the, of the Bills offense, especially with the Bills. They're going to, I think, Micah Hyde is practicing now too, which is a guy that's been injured for most of the season. If they can get him and Jordan Poyer back on the field, Jordan Poyer is obviously playing, but Micah Hyde kind of filling in that last piece of the puzzle there with their defense, then it's going to be very hard to stop this team on the defensive side too. But yeah, I think Buffalo wins this game and I don't see the Dolphins winning. I'm sure you feel the same way. Yeah, we can move on to the next game. I mean, Bills, Bills have the experience. They, they yeah. have the momentum. They have the motivation, obviously, everything that happened with uh, Hamlin. And the, the, the Dolphins, like, they have a rookie quarterback that yeah, probably dude. shouldn't have even gotten drafted. And then they have a the head coach that's a rookie head coach. They're not going to win this game. No, next. I can't see it. Um, so, yeah, well, I guess we can get into this is the game that I'm looking forward to the most. The Chargers and the Jaguars. I'm – I'm hyped about this one because look, it's Trevor Lawrence versus Justin Herbert. Like this is the future of the NFL right here. The um, two guys who are going to be in the conversation every single year with those teams going up against each other. The chargers and the Jaguars did play in week three. The Jaguars absolutely obliterated them 38 to 10. But I think that's because Justin Herbert was playing through a rib injury. You know, the, the rib injury he suffered the game prior against the chiefs and he wasn't at a full hundred percent. Um, the Chargers, I think, I don't think um, Rashawn Slater is playing, playing in this game. I think he, there's a chance that he could play in the divisional round if they make it that far. That would be a huge get for them. Uh, I, Mike Williams, <laughs> I want to. I don't want to rant too much about Brandon Staley and what he did last game playing his starters for as long as he did, but Mike Williams, I think, did get injured in that game. I think he's supposed to play this weekend. It didn't seem like that it was a, a massive injury, thank God. I think they got lucky. This is going to be tough. Um, you got Doug Peterson, who's obviously been here before. He's won a Super Bowl with the Eagles. And then the Chargers, you know, I think the Chargers have a better team on paper. You're going into Jacksonville. It's definitely tough. This is the game I feel like is going to be tougher for me to pick. But I do think that the Chargers are going to win. It's going to be close. It's going to be a, a, a tight matchup, but I think Justin Herbert makes a few more plays. I think 
they just have better players on their team, like Derwin James. I think Joey Bosa is playing, obviously. And I just feel like that, you know, it's going to come down to the, obviously the two quarterbacks and how they play. But I think that the Chargers is going to be, they just have a better team, I feel like. And I think that's going to be something that kind of takes them over the top. But it's going to be a fun atmosphere. I mean, you're going into Jacksonville. They haven't had a playoff game since Blake Bortles was their starting quarterback. So it's been a long time coming for them. That crowd's going to be going crazy. I think Justin Herbert gets the job done, though. I would say they win maybe 24 to like 21, something close. It's going to be a close game. Yep, the the future uh, Super Bowl champions, um, the Chargers, are going to win this game, yes. Yep. Uh, I had them as my team from the start. Look, like, I can't back down now. I'm in too deep on this. I know Brandon Staley has made some questionable decisions this year, unfortunately, but I still think Justin Herbert's that guy. I think he's been waiting again to the playoffs, and he sees, obviously, the, the competition that he's had with Joe Burrow now. People compare – I mean, they were drafted in the same draft class. Like, there, there's always yeah. going to be that connection to Joe Burrow there, and he sees what Joe Burrow's done. I don't know if that's ever on his mind. I kind of doubt it really is. But still, I think there is some added motivation in there to at least justify, like, him being the face of the franchise even more than – obviously, he deserves 100%, but – I think he wants that justification of actually being able to have a playoff win to his name. So, you know, nobody can say anything else or call him like a social media quarterback or anything like that. So I think they're going to win this game. Um, I mean, a lot of Chargers games are unfortunately too close for comfort for Chargers fans. So I think this may be one of those games. Trevor Lawrence has shown he's got that dog in him this second year. Yeah. And Doug Peterson has a Super Bowl under his belt. So I think Doug Peterson could definitely outcoach. Uh, Brandon Staley, but yep. I still think yeah. Brandon Staley could get the win because of Justin Herbert. Yeah, and the Chargers are getting healthier too. Like I mentioned, like Joey Bosa missed a lot of this season. He's playing, and Keenan Allen's back. Like, and it, I wish they had Rashawn Slater. That would be huge if he was playing in this game. He's not ready yet, but he might be ready again. Like I said, for the divisional round, if they win this game, but I do think that you know the Chargers. It's going to be a great game, but I think the Chargers just have a little bit more star power than the Jaguars do. If the if Travis Etienne can have a great game, I think that's super important because the Chargers' rush defense is not great. But you know that's that's going to be a storyline. I think we can. That's definitely going to be monitored in this game. But I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the Chargers. I think the Jaguars don't have the star power just yet to compete with the chargers i mean they're close enough teams but i give the slight edge to the chargers all right so far we're three for three in agreement here so this is where things get a little bit interesting we're gonna go giants and vikings who you got this is my upset of the week give me the giants over the vikings i know listen call me crazy i think the vikings look they've had a great season and i'm not taking anything away from them uh, Kirk Cousins has had a great year. Justin Jefferson has been an absolute monster this year. Probably wins the offensive player of the year. But I just, there's something about this Vikings team that I'm just not completely sold that they go and make it far into the playoffs. Look, I mean, this has been something that people have been talking about, though, with the point differential stuff. Like, they're not, they're not really, like, dominating teams like that. Like, there's, I've seen the Vikings get smacked in some games. Like, Against the Packers a couple weeks ago, they got smacked. They got smacked against the Cowboys at one point this year. Like, I mean, they were close to getting smacked by the Colts, but then they made a miraculous comeback. Like, it was, it's just something about this Vikings team. Like, maybe there's, they find ways to win games, but I'm not, I don't know, man. Like, they win a lot of close games. Like, I think a lot of their games come down to one possession. The Giants, they played earlier this year. I think they played not that long ago. And the Vikings won by a game-winning field goal. Something just tells me, man, that the Giants are going to win this game. I, I don't know. Like, I just have, like, this weird gut feeling. Daniel Jones had, like, 300 passing yards the last time these two teams played. Brian Dable, like, I know, like, he's a rookie head coach. But, you know, he's he's been in some pretty big spots before. You know, he was with the Patriots before. He was with Nick Saban before. He was with the Bills for the last couple of years, like, I think he, you know, there's experience there and I think he's a fantastic head coach and it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting but I just feel like that the Giants are going to do it and I don't know maybe I look stupid and the Vikings just blow them out but 
I think the Giants pull off the upset. That's going to be my upset of the week. I think Giants, they cover the spread by minus three. and or the, the Vikings are favorite minus three. I think they cover the spread, the plus three. Um, and, yeah, I think they win. So this is far from a sure thing for me. I will go the Vikings here just because Justin Jefferson's a monster. Uh, Dalvin Cook, he's a monster. You know, Kirk Cousins in the right environment, he, he can play really well. He can put up 300, 400 pass yards. I will say these two teams did meet on Christmas, as you probably remember, and it was decided by a 61-yard field goal in the final play of the game or one of the final plays of the game. Yeah. Vikings ended up hitting that field goal, won the game. So, look, it, it came down to a last-second field goal last time these two played, and I think it may be a similar result this time. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I will say, though, I'm going to give the Vikings the benefit of the doubt here. I don't think they're going to have a miraculous playoff run. I think in the next round, depending on who they face, they will probably be eliminated. But I will say, I think the Giants have had a good season. They've had a fun time. But I just, even though Daniel Jones had a big week last week, and you got to give him a lot of respect for that, I still have some doubts about him moving forward. I, I still, he hasn't completely convinced me that he's like, the next great thing for the Giants and that they should extend him and give him like a $30 million a year contract per year. You know, I'm not, I'm not a big Daniel Jones guy still. He could, Hey, he's dealt with a lot. I'll give him props with that, that he's had a good year. He's dealt with a lot of the issues that wide receivers have had a lot of injuries and he's made it through the season. But again, I just, I question exactly how far he can go and facing the Vikings. I just, I don't know, man. I feel like after him having a huge week last week, he's due for a little bit, uh, a little bit of a, you know, a uh, rough, uh, rough awakening this week. So yeah, go and it, yeah, and the Vikings' defense is not very good. Like they're the thirty-first ranked passing defense. They're twentieth in rushing. Like they're not, not really a great defense. And I feel like that's where they kind of fall apart and then like the, the games they get blown out in like their defense obviously they give a bunch of points but you know Kirk Cousins in the offense doesn't get going it'll be interesting like but I just I don't know this I just have this gut feeling that the Giants pull off the upset and they get it done somehow like I just I trust them to do it and again I can look crazy and Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins just break this game open and Daniel Jones, you know, doesn't look that great in the postseason. Daniel Jones, though, really hasn't turned the ball over that much this season. And, like, if he can just do that, not turn the ball over, and, you know, again, he's versing a defense that's not very good, like, he could get, he can do it. Like, I, I'd be pretty confident that he could. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. I will say, uh, again, it, I think it's going to be a toss-up and it's going to come down to the final few minutes of the game and what team has better game management. So, 100%. Mm-hmm. We'll move on to another one. We'll go Seattle 49ers here. Um, I'm pretty sure you're going to see 49ers. Any, anything against that? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, all, I'm, the, I'm with the 49ers here. Uh, you know, this team, they've won 10 straight games. They've been dominant with Brock Purdy at quarterback, which is crazy to say. But I think I don't think that the, the big moment's going to face him too much. I think – He's got such a great team around him and, you know, he can rely on his playmakers to just help him out. And obviously his defense is the best in the league. Like those things coming into play, I think is going to help him a lot just to be, I think to play with more confidence in this game. Like we said, Seahawks have had a, a, a really great season. You know, not people, not many people expecting they make the playoffs and, you know, Geno Smith's been great. DK Metcalf, Tyler Rocket have been great. Kenneth Walker as a rookie has been fantastic. Their defense has had some guys that have played good. But the 49ers are just, I think the 49ers are damn near a complete team. And they're just going to be super tough to stop. They're getting healthier. Uh, uh, the 49ers just feel like a team that could absolutely make a Super Bowl run. And I think they do handle the Seahawks. And, you know, again, divisional rival played them twice already. I know you've, they've beaten them twice. I don't care. I don't think the Seahawks are going to figure them out. Uh, the 49ers are going to handle their business. There's always those commentators that have like their panels and they say, you know, this team's going to win, this team's going to win. And I feel like it's going to be a clean sweep. Everybody's going to say 49ers. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say Seattle wins this game. And this Whoa. is going to sound crazy, but I just – look, Here, here's my reasoning behind this. I think their defense, 49ers defense, is amazing. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Here's the thing. I think it's going to come down to special teams 
and, and who hangs on to the ball more. If Geno Smith can hang on to the ball and just be a ball manager during the game, throw a touchdown, have 150 yards, and then if, if uh, Kenneth Walker, if he can come out and he can find a way to break down this 49ers defense and can just get a touchdown, I think if those two just get a touchdown each, that's going to be the difference. We have to remember something here. Brock Purdy, he's been amazing. He's been so good for this team. He's a rookie quarterback that was drafted with the last pick in the draft. I want to just have everybody remember this for a second. He has no playoff experience. He's done amazing, but I'm just saying he has not had one bad game up until this point. The bad game is coming. It's going to happen in an unopportune moment. I think I I have this feeling it's going to be the Seahawks. I could be completely wrong, but I I have to go out and just say some kind of upset. That's going to be my upset for this week. Wow. I would be, I'd be blown away if the Seahawks win this game. Like, I don't know. Maybe, like you said, maybe there's a path that they can win this game. Brock Purdy, the lights are too bright for him. He has an awful game, but I mean, there's just so these guys also have the experience. Like they've been to the Super Bowl before. A lot of these guys were still on the team, and they won the NFC Championship game last year. And like even if, like Brock Purdy, even the lights are too big. I just think there's too many playmakers for this team. Like they're gonna be fine. Um, I would be shocked though if the Seahawks win. I would. Wow. That'd be crazy if that would that would really shake things up for me in the NFC. Oh yeah, dude. Trust me, I I understand how crazy I sound saying that. It's like it's. I respect where, that, dude. I just think it's gonna. I can't even give you really like a a solid reason why it's gonna happen apart from either one, God forbid, Christian McCaffrey goes down with like an ankle injury or something like that early on in the game, or two, Brock Purdy ends up just having a terrible game. I think Brock Purdy. I'm leaning towards the second option that. Brock Purdy is just gonna gonna choke. Unfortunately, he's done good up until this point, throwing like two touchdowns basically every game. But I just think that there's gonna come a time where he's just not who they think he is. I don't know. Right? No, I get that. Um, yeah, it just it would come down to, you know, if the lights are too big for Brock Purdy, I don't think the lights are gonna be too bright for him. I think, like I said. They just have so many guys on that team. They'll the confidence I think for him is high. They've won ten straight games in a row. Like I think they're just they're really riding that momentum right now. For sure. But now, yeah. Now we have the last game though. Uh, We're down to the last game finally. Yep. Monday night, kind of weird scheduling, but is what it is. Can't complain. Three days of football. So there you go. But we got the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. Now, despite the fact that the Buccaneers are one game under 500, which even though technically they're going to say, oh, Tom Brady finished under 500, if he stayed in the game, he they would have won that game. I'm very confident on that. Mm-hmm. However, besides the point, doesn't matter. They made it to the playoffs regardless. I, I saw the Vegas odds. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like minus three Cowboys, meaning that they're the favorites by three points, right? Yep, Cowboys are favored minus three. I, I would not have been surprised if the Bucs were favored in this game, despite the fact they're under 500. Like Tom Brady, six-time Super Bowl champion, greatest of all time. We, we all know who, who he is. Dak Prescott has looked terrible these last six weeks. He's been arguably uh, one of the worst quarterbacks in the league these last few weeks, which – Look, I, I hate to say this. I have a friend. I think I've brought him on, up on the show several times. His name is Austin, Cowboys fan. And he's defended Dak a lot because a lot of the times, I will give him credit for this, a lot of the times Dak doesn't throw necessarily bad. It's just he throws where there's a lot of cornerbacks and then it will go off the hands of a wide receiver and end up in the cornerback's hands. I will give him some kind of like I, – I guess I'll defend him in some kind of way, but – um, you know, Dak Prescott also missed like a few games this year and he's still tied for the league, uh, league leading interception mark at 15 game, uh, 15 interceptions over the last eight games. He has 11 interceptions. He's going up against the Bucks, who, even though they've struggled this year, have a good defense or good enough defense to at least keep things low scoring. That's how they won a lot of games this season. It's come down the last possession and Tom Brady is Tom Brady. They've won games. I don't think Dak Prescott going into the playoffs, throwing 15 interceptions in the like 12 or 12 games he's played this year is going to be a good sign going up against a strong, consistent Bucks defense and the greatest of all time. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, I'm, I, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I think Tampa Bay wins this game. And like you mentioned, like Dak Prescott has not been very good over the last seven weeks. Uh, he's really, you know, struggled with the, you know, the turnovers, like you said, he's thrown multiple interceptions. 
I think that's not a great sign. And like they just lost to the Commanders, like a game that they were trying to win. They've been very weird this year. Like I mentioned earlier, they blew out the Vikings in a on one week, and then they would just have a weird, uncharacteristic loss. Like they've been too a little bit too inconsistent for me. Look, I mean, Micah Parsons and yeah, and De- and Demarcus Lawrence could absolutely make a difference in this game. Like Trayvon Diggs can have an interception, but like. I just, I don't know. It's hard to bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs. Tom Brady has owned the Cowboys in his career. I think Tom Brady's like 7-0 and against Dallas in his entire career. They played week one this year. Brady won that game. And I think Tampa Bay, like, you know, I know this season has been very weird for them. They went 8-9 and nine and won their division. They're in the postseason. They're hosting a, a home playoff game right now, which is crazy. But I just feel like that they can win this game. And, like, Dallas, like, I think some could argue are probably, like, the better team on paper, but I think Tom Brady in these moments, obviously, you can't bet against him. I think he's going to get the ball to Mike Evans. He's going to get the ball to Chris Godwin. Like, they're starting to pick up some momentum, those two. Um, And if Tampa Bay can just run the football, I think Dallas is, like, the 22nd-ranked rush defense in the league, so they can – they are, you know, subject to, to give up a lot of yards on the ground. If like Leonard Fournette and Rashad White can get going, I think that would really help. Also, I think Brian Jensen could potentially come back in this game, which would be huge for their offensive line, getting him back in the fold. So I, I don't know. I think Tampa Bay wins this game, and I think it'll be close. But I think Tom is, you know, this is these are the moments where he performs at his best, and yeah, I think I think that's going to be an upset. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers somehow find a way to beat the Cowboys this this upcoming weekend. Yeah, I would say it's going to – I mean, according to Vegas, no, but I would say according to me and probably everybody else has watched football throughout their lives, it'll be an upset if the Cowboys beat the, uh, the Patriots, be, beat the Bucs. I'm just so used yeah. to being on the Pats in the playoff time, but you know what I mean. But Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's going to be fun to see what happens this playoff playoff run. And um, just don't count out the Bucks. That's all I'm saying. So, all right. Yeah, so the last thing, I'm sure you're, you're, your two teams are still in the postseason. You picked the Chargers and the Bucks. Do you think that's going to be the Super Bowl matchup? Are you going off of that? Do you think Tom Brady goes, he beats the 49ers and he beats the Eagles and he beats these teams and gets and finds a way to make another Super Bowl? I'm going to say it's going to be those two teams. I think it's going to be the Chargers beating the paid. Dude, I just did it again. The Chargers <laughs> yeah. beating Tom Brady in this yeah. Super Bowl. That's yeah. what I'm going with. I'm not backing down from that. I, I've come this far. Usually one of my two teams are eliminated by this point of the season or like they just are hanging on to dear life. So, you know, something I'm going to I'm gonna keep it. I'm staying real with myself. I respect it. Um, I think, honestly, mine right this second. I know you don't have the 49ers making it out of the first round, but honestly, dude, like they're going to, I think they're going to make it to the Super Bowl this year. Like even with Brock Purdy, I think their team right now is just, I mean, they've won 10 straight games in a row. They're riding the hot momentum. The NFC really their biggest challenges are probably going to be the Eagles. Like that could potentially be the NFC championship match. And, you know, they got to go up against potentially Tom Brady, like in the divisional rounds, but I think I think they can find a way to get it done. Like I I truthfully believe like that the 49ers are going to get there. Like they were very close last year. I think this team is a little I think they're a little bit better than the team last year. Like obviously you have Christian McCaffrey in the fold. You have some of their defensive guys really taking a step up this year and yeah, I think the 49ers are going to get it, make it to the Super Bowl and I think we're going to get the Chiefs. So the Chiefs obviously they're I just Patrick Mahomes and like my confidence level in him and how this team's been playing lately, I think is going to push them to get to the Super Bowl too. It's going to be tough. Like, don't get me wrong. The Chiefs have a harder road road to get there. Like they'll probably have to play the Chargers. If they win that match against the Jaguars, they might have to play Cincinnati who was continuously beat them. Like they don't have their number. Uh, the, the, The Bengals have the Chiefs number and then, Buffalo, which is going to be a tough matchup as well. So it's a tougher road, but I'm confident in Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. So I think it'll be Chiefs and 49ers. If I had to pick a winner, I would think that Mahomes gets the job done in the Super Bowl. Hey, that, that's fair. I respect it. Again, Mahomes, it's not a wrong answer in anything. So nope. that's fair. I can't do it. I can't pick. I like 
it's hard for me to bet against him in these situations. Like when we mentioned earlier, like he's made it to the AFC championship game in every single, every single uh, season of his career that he's been the starting quarterback. So it's, it's crazy. I mean, his odds are just higher than most people to get to that point. Definitely, man. I mean, one thing I will say, just to close it out, the the Chargers have lost both games to the Chiefs by three points. So they've been down the final minutes, and then obviously stuff has gone wrong in the last few minutes. But, you know, they haven't been that far from beating them twice. So yeah. we'll see what happens. I mean, I do think that the, the road for a lot of teams is wide open because, again, there's, there's just so much competition that – you don't know what team is going to make it, which is why I'm saying it's an open road. But in reality, it's going to be a rough, rough time to get to the Super Bowl for a lot of teams. Yeah, it's it's exciting, man. This is one of the more exciting times of the year. Like you got the NFL playoffs. You got, you know, we didn't get into too much of the head coach and firings. We're going to get to that at a later point. But that's been going on. You get the NFL draft having more buzz. Like now we have the draft order set for the, all the teams who didn't make the playoffs and just a lot of stuff going on in the rumor mill. So we'll keep you guys updated with everything. We'll break down most of it and yeah, enjoy the NFL playoffs. You know, hopefully we get our predictions right, but yeah, that's it for this week's episode guys. Um, we will see you guys next week, but make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at rough the basket. You can follow us on Instagram at rough in the basket. Follow Noah on Instagram at burn 37. Follow me on Twitter at peak underscore 13. Noah, do you have anything this week for me? Bro, you know, Super Bowl is going to be ending and then we got the XFL. So we're going to become an XFL podcast. That's that's what's happening. Let's go. Do you have a team? I do. Derrick King. Derrick King. I don't I don't remember what team he got drafted. Oh, I think man, it's DC. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's DC, whoever they are. I'll go whatever team Josh or Josh Gordon's on. Apparently he's in the XFL. I think it's the yep. Seattle uh, Dragons, I think. Yo, that's I crazy. Know. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. There's your, there's something that you can, uh, that I just taught you. So there you go. But yeah, that's it for this week's episode of Rough in the Basket. Follow us on everything and we will see you guys next time. Peace. Peace.